Hello, this is the AMA Update video and podcast. Today, we're talking with the AMA Senior Vice President of Advocacy, Todd Askew, about proposed Medicare payment cuts and getting Medicare on a sustainable path for physicians and patients. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Todd, it's great to have you back, but I feel like a little bit of Groundhog Day from last year. Here we are again. It's the end of the year, and we're back fighting uh, to avert deep Medicare payment cuts. I know we talked a number of times about the AMA's efforts in this area. It's a key part of our recovery plan for America's physicians. Let's just start by talking about, are we any closer to getting to that kind of vision of a sustainable payment system that doesn't have to be reinvented every year? Well, thanks, Todd. Thanks for uh, having me to talk about this uh, this critical subject. Uh, yes, we are we are closer. Um, uh, over the past year, a lot of work has gone into uh, consensus building, uh, both among state medical associations and national medical specialties, uh, working with the AMA uh, to build a consensus around a set of principles uh, endorsed by over 120 of those organizations uh, on what a new Medicare payment system should look like. Uh, what what direction are we going at? And we've been taking that to Capitol Hill. We've been taking it to the administration and having those conversations. And there is a clear understanding among policymakers uh, now, more so than ever, uh, that the status quo, uh, this Groundhog Day, as you mentioned, uh, every year having to fight uh, cuts as opposed to focus on reform is just not sustainable. So I feel like we have we have moved forward. Uh, of course, uh, we still have the immediate cuts facing us. And so that's where our effort is right at the moment. Uh, but I do really feel like momentum continues to build uh, for substantial and sustainable uh, Medicare payment reform. One of the key obstacles, Todd, to uh, getting uh, to where we want to be, I know, is something you've mentioned before, which is the, the issues around budget neutrality. Can you just give uh, folks out there a sense of uh, what that is and why it's such a problem? Right. So budget neutrality is part of really every Medicare payment system, hospitals, nursing facilities, uh, as well as physicians. Uh, the idea is that uh, that that things need to stay somewhat in balance, that if we increase the value of one service uh, or uh, or new uh, new things uh, that might be part of the program, then we have to spread the cost of that across uh, all the other uh, services, in this case, physician services, by lowering their value a little bit so that spending remains somewhat in check. Uh, the reason it hurts for physicians as more so than other sectors is we don't have reliable updates. We don't have a built-in uh, inflationary update that helps keep the overall uh, pool of Medicare spending uh, up with the increasing cost of providing care. Uh, so when budget neutrality impacts a particular service or especially negatively, uh, there's nothing to offset it. It is just a decrease. And year after year after year, that really erodes uh, the reimbursement for a lot of a lot of important services. Uh, it wouldn't hurt so bad. It would not be pleasant, but it wouldn't be as big a deal if we had inflationary increases like every other uh, Medicare payment system. And so that's one of the main things uh, that we need to take care of is uh, looking at the rules around budget neutrality, making it harder to trigger uh, making sure that when we miss a projection, when the government misses an estimate of how much will be spent uh, or, or how much spending will increase on a particular service, uh, that we can go back and fix that. Otherwise, the money we are supposedly offsetting uh, just disappears from the pool. 
yeah, I'd encourage folks out there to take a look. There are a couple of key uh, graphic uh, displays around uh, this particular topic showing, you know, really what's happened over the past several years around this topic. Todd, you want to add a little bit of detail about uh, what we see in those charts? Well, the main thing we see is, uh, well, two things. One of the charts you'll see uh, in some of the resources available uh, on the AMA website is the erosion of Medicare physician payments as re in relation to inflation over the last 20 years. It's down some some 20 percent, which is you know a su substantial cut in relation to the increasing cost of providing the services. Uh, other providers uh, don't have that impact over over time because those inflationary in updates are built in. Uh, the second thing you'll see are the real cuts uh, being proposed for physicians uh, this year compared to increases uh, for other sectors uh, within uh, the Medicare other Medicare payment systems, uh, mainly because, again, they have an inflationary-based update uh, and physicians don't. So all we have is negative, uh, whereas their negatives are offset by uh, substantial inflationary-based increases. Again, you can find that on the AMA site in our recovery plan area, or you can just search on Google for AMA Medicare graph. So Todd, you mentioned earlier in the segment, uh, your number one focus right now, of course, are the uh, cuts that are coming in the short term. What's at issue right now? Well, the Medicare payment rule, uh, which came out a few weeks ago and is scheduled to go into effect on, on January 1, uh, will reduce, uh, well, the rule reduces payments by four and a half percent. There's an additional cut of four uh, percent, so a total eight and a half percent reduction across the board in, in Medicare physician payments is scheduled for uh, 2023. Uh, there's three components there. Uh, one of the components is something called PAYGO. Essentially, it's a, a broad uh, reduction in government spending over a number of categories, not just Medicare, uh, to make up for uh, previous overspending, if you will, uh, that's four percent of the cut. Uh, the other four and a half percent is composed again of impacts of budget neutrality. Uh, two years ago, uh, there was a substantial budget neutrality adjustment uh, downward for a lot of services because of some significant and important increases in E and M services. Uh, Congress, in the midst of the pandemic, agreed it would be a bad idea. Provided uh, for two years ago, a three point seven five percent bump, if you will, to offset the impact of that budget neutrality cut. Uh, this past year, uh, 2022, uh, that was 3% uh, bump. That is now scheduled to expire. And so the expiration of that 3% bonus, if you will, uh, will negatively impact payments for 2023. And in addition, uh, CMS has gone forward with the implementation of uh, new E&M values for inpatient E&M services. Uh, that's necessitating a further budget neutrality adjustment of of one and a half percent. So uh, there you find between PAYGO, the expiration of the previous bump, and the and the new E and M adjustment, uh, eight and a half percent reduction uh, in Medicare payments to physicians uh, for 2023. Curated from more than three thousand major newspapers, magazines, and journals. The AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox.
So this is obviously uh, a huge and very urgent problem. Tell us about how the AMA is advocating right now to prevent these cuts. Well, it's obviously a key part of our uh, recovery plan for uh, America's physicians. Um, uh, no one, no policymaker believes that, that these type of cuts are sustainable. And uh, there is a great deal of effort on Capitol Hill uh, to find a way to avert uh, all, well, substantial portions of, we obviously continue to advocate strenuously along with our partners in the Federation, uh, that all of these cuts should be uh, should be stopped. Um, so uh, part of it is the pay-go. Uh, I think there's a reasonable expectation uh, that the government could just waive the application of pay-go. We are hopeful that they will do that and are advocating strenuously uh, that they do so. Uh, as far as the other 4.5% uh, cuts, um, there is a pool of funds uh, to help stabilize Medicare. We're advocating for as much of that as possible to go uh, to offset that the current four, uh, 4.5% uh, cut. Uh, there are other things that we're working on as well. Obviously, um, there is a, uh, a fund uh, to provide bonuses to physicians that transfer to, uh, that, that participate in alternative payment models to help ease that transition. However, uh, that fund is expiring and uh even though most physicians have not really had the opportunity uh, to participate in a model because very few have been approved. And so we are advocating for the extension of that funding as well uh, to make sure that those physicians who do have access to models or may in the next few years uh, will be able to take advantage of those of those uh, uh, resources to help uh, ease that transition. And so, you know, we continue to work uh, every day and with our partners across the Federation of Medicine uh, to talk to both the administration, uh, but very importantly right now, Congress, as we're getting down towards the end of the year, uh, to stop these cuts from going into effect. And uh, from what I understand, uh, you've been very successful, uh, particularly on the Senate side, in getting bipartisan support for that. Can you tell us more well, about that? There's very strong bipartisan support actually in the House and the Senate. Over in the House side, um, there's a piece of legislation, H.R. 8800. Uh, it's called the Supporting Medicare Providers Act uh, by doctors and Congressman uh, Ami Berra of California and, and Dr. Larry Bouchon of Indiana. Uh, they have a broad support uh, in the House for that piece of legislation, uh, which would stop these cuts uh, from going into effect. Uh, in the Senate, also broad bipartisan support. Uh, not only do we expect uh, similar legislation to be introduced very soon uh, in the Senate, uh, but we also have a recent letter. Uh, we've had lots of letters, but this one particularly uh, led by Senator Debbie Stabenow of, of um, Michigan and, 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 and Dr. Senator uh, John Barrasso of Wyoming. Uh, 46 senators co-signing, uh, expressing extreme concern uh, that uh, cuts of this impact are going to negatively affect access and the ability of physician offices to continue to, to care for Medicare patients, uh, both in the short term, but obviously in, in the long term as well. And so those demonstrations of bipartisan support give us hope uh, that there is an opportunity here in the final few weeks uh, of this Congress to, to stop these cuts from going into effect. Well, since we are winding down on the year and that kind of looms here uh, in a very short amount of time, what can physicians out there do to support uh, the work that the AMA is doing? Well, the most important thing they can do right now is to make their voices heard uh, with their elected 
uh, members of Congress uh, with both their members of the House and the Senate. And I would strongly encourage folks to go to physiciansgrassrootsnetwork.org. It's physiciansgrassrootsnetwork.org. And I think we can put the address up. Uh, and there you will find links uh, and resources to help you contact your member of Congress directly. Uh, many of uh, physicians know their members personally or or their staff. I would encourage you to pick up the phone, uh, email, write, uh, make your, make sure that your voice is heard. Make sure that that folks in Washington understand the real impact cuts of this magnitude are going to have on the ability of your office, your practice, uh, to continue to care for Medicare patients uh, and uh, and express your support for stopping the cuts and asking for their commitment next year uh, to uh, continue building this momentum uh, towards uh, real and sustainable uh, Medicare payment reform. And I've always been surprised uh, you know, when we've had a chance to talk to some of the uh, uh, folks we're working with in Congress, just how important hearing those stories and getting those letters are from physicians out there. So uh, please take a, a moment to find the Physicians Grassroots Network and make it very easy for you to communicate your thoughts to uh, folks in Congress. Um, you know, when you hear the AMA talk about how important unified voices and speaking with a unified voice, uh, it sounds like there could not be a more important time for that to happen. Uh, Todd, thanks so much for being here today and giving us this important information. That wraps up today's episode. Again, find all those links that Todd mentioned, uh, one in our description of this episode for the Physicians Grassroots Network. Or check out the homepage of AMA. You can find all the links to the important work going on in the AMA Recovery Plan for America's physicians. Thanks again for joining us today. Please take care. 